Alright everyone, so we are back and this episode is going to be our last episode and it's going to be focusing on the issues that are seen with TikTok and then some of the, not solutions, but mitigations that we kind of put forth as we've been through this media class. Um, we've been put into like scenarios um, where we will be put into like, like for example, we did one about Twitter and like how Twitter can improve their company and their platform by doing different things. And so we're going to talk about kind of from what that point of view is what we think um, could help TikTok kind of improve their brand and their, I guess, label. I don't know how to say that, but um, so most of the issues are just the ones that were talked about in the earlier episode about Congress, the risk of data share and the risk of political opinions. Um, but one thing that I feel like is important to remember is that the risks, like all the risks that comes with TikTok, are, they come with all social media. And so, like, I feel like it's hard to do this without saying that, like, we wanted to ban all of social media, you know, because these are all things that happen with all social media. People just have an issue with it because it's a foreign company. So I feel like that's kind of interesting because why does it matter, <laughs> you know? And, like, that's kind of hard to say from, like, our point of view because obviously, like, we're not in the government, but I feel like they're just kind of focusing on the wrong things, which we did say in the first episode, um... But one thing to be said about the issues is that all these issues that are being put out, they are potential. That, Like we said in the uh, beginning episode, no evidence that they have been happening. They're just potential that could happen eventually at some point. Um, so I feel like that's kind of interesting to think about how they're basically just making up things that could happen. They have no idea if they actually will happen or not. And, like, I understand, like, the states, um, like, with them banning TikTok and stuff on, like, the statewide devices and all that. Um, I feel like it should be left to the, disc the discretion of each state government if they feel like it would be appropriate um, to have TikTok on their um, statewide devices, especially if there's, like, any situation of, like, cybersecurity or um, the potential threat of a cyber attack or whatever or accessing governmental documents on the computer. Um I definitely understand that. Um, I feel like that should also, but it should just also be held accountable to every type of social media type of company, um, including Twitter and um, Facebook, even though those are American-run um, companies. Um, whichever, like, you know, or, you know, however, comma, um, I do feel like there is, you know, an, a need to keep it and not banning it um, for everybody, especially if it's, if it's not a state device, I know one time we did a scenario um, for class with Twitter on um, our school devices. Um, I just feel like at the end of the day, for each user um, on their own device that they're using or renting or whatever, they should be able to have the autonomy of that device. Um, especially if in any capacity in which you're paying for that device, you should be able to have access to anything um, that you choose um, within reason um, and safety. Um, so I feel like you know, the whole banning on statewide devices is one thing, but I feel like it shouldn't be applicable to a whole bunch of other different, um, you know, situations or scenarios, so. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I feel like it's hard to put everyone under that ban um, because, like, another, an issue with them wanting to ban it is also the idea of it's pure-blown um, censorship. They're trying to, like, censor us from seeing other perspectives. Yeah. Um, and as, like, U.S. citizens, that's a right that should be protected, and we should be able to form our own opinions. Um, 
my opinion personally, I I I feel like it's just not really something that should be having extreme worry about, and they should consider banning the app for. Um, but I don't know y'all's opinions. With the censorship of like political opinions, kind of takes away from you know freedom of speech, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, in and of itself, it's censorship. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to pick and choose what people are allowed to see and you're kind of molding their opinion through banning tiktok or banning whatever type of content yeah i definitely yeah exactly like it's something you shouldn't be allowed to do as a government Mm -hmm. i feel like them doing that takes away from the idea of democracy um for our government um and so those are, like, I'm trying to think of, like, the other potential issues some people have is, like, the idea of minors on TikTok. But TikTok has been put, has put in measures to, like, support um, minors on TikTok and has limited screen time for them. And I think, like, like we've been talking about, I think it can be important for minors to have TikTok because they are allowed to kind of, like, learn about all different sorts of things. And um, with their age limit... Um, their accounts are private by default, and then also, um, they, like I said, they set screen time limits, and, um, they have sleep reminders on TikTok as well, um, and for children under 13, a parent or a guardian must set, like, a code to extend that 30 minutes, um, I mean, that 60 minute screen time, and so it's up to the parent to regulate that for their child. Yeah, and I'm about to talk about that, for real. Um, and this is going to get, this, this, this is going to go a little left, but I'm going to bring it back. So, and, and if y'all didn't know by now, I'm black. So <laughs> in black households and um, in black communities, we always talk about, you know, teaching and raising our children so that the world doesn't have to. And I feel like at the end of the day, if you parent and discipline your children, right, then there, you, you garner the respect of your child in your household. I agree. And it's not always in the sense, and I'm not talking about discipline and respect because you did it as by fear, but by respect of that child because they understand, you know, their role in the home. And if you raise and parent your kid right at the end of the day, you as a parent should be able to monitor any of the social, like any screen time that your child has. If my parents came up to me and took my phone at the middle of my hand and I was 12, then they just did it. And that's what it was. If they're monitoring my screen time that way. Um, or like, I feel like TikTok is doing all these preventative measures for children. Um, but I just feel like they really don't have to do that. I don't think that's really necessary. I get the point and the premise of it. And if they feel like it's a necessity for them, then by all means. But that doesn't stop a child from getting on TikTok either way. Yeah. I could say that I'm, I could really be 13 years old on TikTok, but then put that I'm 27, and then now I'm on TikTok with no restrictions. And so I think one thing like Cash App, like when I first had to get a Cash App, um, like you have to put in your, um, the last four digits of your social security number so it can verify your age. So if TikTok was really going to verify their age that way, then I feel like that's the way that you would have to do it. Or by doing the parental com- like parental permission and then having the parent enter in their um, social security number. Now, the problem with that is that there's still this whole argument about, um, you know, accessing data. Well, it don't matter because you put your social security... I mean, you are who you are. I mean, if you're your social security number, it's your social security number. It's, it's just you. But... Um, 
I feel like there's no true or good way to be able to truly mitigate um, the use of TikTok for minors because there's always a scapegoat. There's always a way around. I was been able to get on, you know, social media platforms before I turned, you know, 18. And it didn't, it didn't matter if I had to put my age in there because I was going to put that I was 27 years old anyway. So it, it really didn't matter because you don't have my phone and you can't monitor what I'm truly doing at the end of the day. So if, if a child is 13 years old, like my sister is 10 and she got a TikTok and I don't see that thing cutting off at all. And I, so that means I know she didn't put that she was born in 2012 in that thing. Because if she's able to be on TikTok all times of day and night, then whatever mitigation strategies that TikTok say that they have is not truly affecting these kids the way that they say that it is. Yeah. So I feel like at the end of the day, whatever it is about the children, I feel like it should be left to the parents to monitor that and to make those deciding factors for their child or children um, about their use on social media. Because kids are going to be exposed to social media either way. And I feel like it's it's really the job of the parent to make sure that um, they know the child will be exposed, so making sure they're going to be exposed the right way, teaching their children how to work on social media, how to operate and understand the digital footprint and things like that. I don't think it's TikTok's job to have to do that. So Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but we could talk about, like, as he was saying, it's kind of hard to mitigate, like, the minor use, but some mitigations in general that we believe that TikTok could use to just kind of, like, make their platform a little safer is to just encourage that focus on that privacy and the idea of the digital footprint when it comes to social media in general but especially on TikTok just because you delete a video doesn't mean it's gone like things like that and I just feel like if we continue that education factor of TikTok and they take it to the point of digital footprint and they put like ads on um our for you pages about digital footprint and about privacy and things like that I feel like it could really help to influence minors to get that idea of the digital footprint and the privacy and just kind of make that a known factor in their lives yeah and like also if you're doing stuff like um for kids i feel like it's more about what happens when they're actually on the app and i don't know if tiktok does this now because i mean i don't have an underage account because i'm grown but for the, the little kitties out there i don't know if like on their search engines that they're actually like monitoring um what can go or what they can look up mm -hmm. so like monitoring different words um like if somebody cuts in the video like is that video going to be gone like that child won't be able to have access to that video like will just not exist for them like i'm trying to like understand like what mitigation tiktok is actually doing to protect you know the innocence of children on their app so they can still be able to engage in social media um because it's not going to go away and that's how they interact now i mean i don't see these kids going outside and running on the bike because that's not their generation they don't do that no more and so that's this is how they're going to always interact until the next generation of kids comes in and does something different mm -hmm. so because these kids are going to be exposed to social media as young as they are now because i wasn't even exposed to social media until i hit middle school and my sister is in elementary school and she's already exposed to social media at a much younger age so it's like what are you truly doing on the platform so that if a child does put in their correct age and they're under 18, how is their app different than somebody's app who is supposed to be an adult? Like, is the search engines different? Can they not search as different words, certain topics? Like, are there certain buzzwords and keywords that people can say or this in the caption of their video or in, you know, the um, transcript of their video that will prohibit that video from being on a, on a minor's TikTok? So. 
Yeah. Um, one thing I've seen on TikTok is sometimes after, like, a video, it'll ask you, be like, is this video appropriate for kids, like, under the age of 18? Um, so if everyone just uses that responsibly, I feel like that could help as well. Um, and then another thing that it can do is kind of, like, educate people on cyberbullying and the consequences of that. Yeah, I think, like, the lines are not... Eh. I guess blurred between like online and then reality like people kind of forget that what they say and their words are very like strong yeah and, uh, impactful and people kind of forget that their online presence is their presence and yeah. it could always get tracked back to you and cyberbullying is bullying yeah like <laughs> and like i feel yeah. like yeah it can like i feel like if we continue to educate people like tiktok has been doing it can help to reduce those effects of cyberbullying cyberbullying it is it's a major mm -hmm. issue especially in this generation because they think just because like you're saying there's because you're behind the screen doesn't mean it's not connected to your name you know mm -hmm. um okay but oh, respectfully respectfully i'm not gonna say nobody deserves to be bullied i'm not saying that but i've been on tiktok a few times and had to you know get in a little a few heated arguments with some people over some stuff that was stupid and then my stuff gets flagged and i just feel that at my age on my tiktok that's not age restricted i should be able to say and convey the message that i want to in the manner that i choose if this person is being dumb and I said that what they said was dumb, then that was just a fact. It wasn't me trying to call them out or being mean. It was just I was stating what the thing was. Some of these kids didn't learn. This is what happens when you don't, when you don't raise your kids. Because these kids keep going on social media, talking the way they want to, acting the way they want to. And then when you get checked, now I'm cyberbullying this child. How am I cyberbullying this child? <laughs> Like, they let these kids do anything on this app. That's the problem. The kids are not being cyberbullied. They are cyberbullying. Okay? That's what they need to teach about the cyberbullying. Because these kids are not being hurt. These kids will go on somebody's video and they'll be like a plus size woman. Love them to death. It'll be a nice plus size woman and she'll put on like some garment and here comes this little bot kid talking about some look at this fat bitch. And you just be like yo! And you click on the account and it's like some little five year old kid in the back of the camera with a Snapchat filter. That's the problem. Okay? These kids is not being, no, they got that at home. Because I would have never gone on social media and done something like that because I know my mama was going to get me. And my parents scared me and told me that I was never going to be able to go to college if I was on social media acting crazy. And then that I was going to be able to stay in the house if I wasn't in college and I was going to be homeless. So that's how I learned not to be crazy on social media. These kids need to get scared too. They need to get scared. They're not scared for real. They'll go on here. They'll say anything they want to. Do anything they want to. So, no, they don't need to learn about cyberbullying because they're being cyberbullied. They're cyberbullying. So, they need to go on their accounts and put information about cyberbullying, too. That's all I'm saying. Because if I say this kid is stupid, I don't want my account being froze for seven days again <laughs> over some five-year-old when they don't want to call some lady a fat bitch that they don't even know on social media. Anyways. If you guys can't tell, Mason's a little opinionated on this topic. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Both no, da, kids, da, 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 da. these kids. He's passionate. He's very passionate about this topic, about social media. He loves to chat. He loves to argue. So let's yeah, remember, that's just his personality. And not the F word, because that's what I really be feeling for these children. FTK. <laughs>
um but after this very dysfunctional episode which i think was a good little end we got mason screaming into the mic a good bit putting some of his scents into y'all um but i believe that is the end unless we have anything else to say all good all good and so this is the end of our project and shout out professor christ and uh ta kara hope you guys enjoy this and this is our project so Period. thanks guys <laughs>